Hello. Hi, Veronica. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. I'm going to put my headset on, see if that'll be a little clearer for me. Okay. Okay. Is that clearer for you now? It is. Okay, perfect. All right. Well, welcome listeners and welcome Veronica. So today I have Veronica Lee and she's a transformational visionary who is committed to supporting our collective spiritual evolution. And she works as an intuitive a speaker, a writer, a mentor for people. So Veronica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey of healing on this earth plane? Yeah, I, for one thing, I want to start by saying that I believe that we are wholly and completely perfect and worthy. And what happens when we incarnate is that we have agreed on some level on a soul level for this human experience to believe and experience unworthiness. And so we get incarnated into oftentimes dysfunctional families and have all these obstacles and things happen to us that make us really believe in that unworthiness. And the journey is to, you know, shed that belief to come to the truth that we are all lovable and whole and such. So my journey began by incarnating into a single young mother who was 16 when she had me and was also within the first you know, few years of um, me being a child, a metaphysician. She got interested in metaphysics. And so from the time I was a toddler, I was going with her to all these little woo-woo groups and you know, putting our hands over people to send them energy and meditating and all kinds of interesting things. So from a very young age, I was taught that we are essentially creating and, you know, uh, projecting our reality. And I also learned how to visualize myself getting well, things like that. So you would think that by doing this and living this sort of um, spiritually driven life, that things would be, you know, sort of easy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they were for a long time, you know, I literally was, uh, manifesting very easily from my teen years when I really got interested and started to, you know, journal like my perfect guy. And, you know, so in the early eighties, I wrote it out and within a few years I met my future husband and it was like, wow, this is great. And then I wanted to, you know, have a daughter. And so the, you know, night that I decided to conceive my child, I was like, I want a little girl. And there she, you know, came nine months later. And the same was true with my son. I literally had been to a play date earlier in the day and saw this cute little Leo boy. And I went home that night and told my husband, I want a Leo boy tonight, tonight. Mm -hmm. And I was able to conceive a, you know, little boy And then come these surprise twins, which really became the sort of catalyst for turning my world and my sort of ego-driven manifesting power upside down. And with this, you know, month early surprise pregnancy, because I thought, oh, I would like to have, you know, a Gemini next. And I ended up getting pregnant 
a month too early for that. So it ended up looking like I was going to have a Taurus, which, you know, is lovely. And lo and behold, you know, my water broke six weeks early. And I thought, okay, you know, what's going on here? And I ended up having twins, surprise twins with about six hour notice. So rather than one Taurus child, I had two little Aries girls. And from that point, it sort of triggered an entire, you know, array of chaos um, in my family. And it started with my husband basically having a nervous breakdown. So that's the start of this shakeup of what I thought was going to be a let's create your reality kind of a life. And I knew the so-called secret before the secret was even a published book. And it um, not only upended me, but it also, of course, brought me to my knees, which is a place where we can often find humility, desperation, and the beginning of a healing path. Yeah. Well, so do you want to speak a little bit of your healing path and what has been involved with that? Because I love how to manifest, how to do all these amazing things. And then boom, you know, we incarnate and, and uh, maybe we're not quite (laughs) in charge of everything and, and we still get to go and learn these lessons and, you know, Exactly. Yes. So what ended up happening was I was grateful to have my foundational teachings of um, metaphysics. And it was sort of a double edged sword because for me, I ended up personalizing everything in a way that made me feel responsible, ultimately responsible for everything. And I couldn't figure out how I had messed up how what did I do wrong? The other important piece that um, was pivotal is by the time my husband had, you know, come to this sort of, you know, place in his own journey, his own, you know, dark night of the soul, let's say, um, I was in my mid thirties and, you know, this is after the twins were born, but before um, I met him at age 20, so we'd been together 15 years by then, things were really good and never had any issues. Um, I had dated a lot of, um, you know, addicts and alcoholics and not so um, uh, kind people. And what happened is around age 19, after just having a slew of, of these bad relationships, um, a family member encouraged me to go to Al-Anon And so I feel like that was a a sort of a setup for really recognizing my own patterning, but also sort of came back to hold space for me later when all things started to, you know, hit the fan. So between my metaphysical upbringing, which was again, a a foundational piece and having the Al-Anon, you know, understanding of my part in let's say being a codependent or whatever, those were kind of what held me through the next six years. And it really was a six year journey of um, despair and heartache and hard work and soul searching when he and I separated. And during that time, I started to obviously look inward because again, having that background of, you know, how did I create this? It, and the, you know, the 12 step background, it was sort of like, what is my part in this? 
So even though he was the one that was having the mental breakdown, he was the one that was kind of spinning. I still had to take responsibility for me mm-hmm. and therefore ended up in um, a therapist's office who happened to be also an intuitive. And she basically was like, honey, you know, you're here to, um, to shake things up and wake things up. And um, as she was speaking that to me, I can feel the resonance of that truth. And what I recognized was I really, really wanted to be normal, you know, growing up as this kind of in the seventies, you know, I was born in 66. So as a a child in the seventies, this whole new age thing was not mainstream. It was not normal. And so I was really wanting to just sort of be normal, you know, go to school, have a marriage, you know, have children and live happily ever after. But that was neglecting my soul calling, which was to really step into my own power to be, you know, this inherent mystic that I am. And it was sort of the catalyst for, for moving me through the wounding, through all these patternings, but also looking more closely at, at the powerful being that I've come here to be. And from that point to recognize and empower others to see their truth as well. So it was really kind of coming face to face with my um, darkness and my fear and all of that, that brought me to also see, you know, if you turn what I tell my students, you know, when looking at somebody intuitively, it's like, yes, it's easy to see the crud, the darkness, but if you turn that over, you start to see where that light is and what the person has, let's say, been protecting by revealing only this dark side, let's say, by turning it over to see the light. And so that really was my journey to um, my own process of reclaiming, you know, this mystical being that I already was, that I already um, had started the path toward and, um, and then carving out new ways of um, experiencing that rather than through chaos. It's like, let's experience this through, um, you know, teaching and through joy and through wisdom, right? Because it's like you were saying, we can have these experiences that we don't necessarily create consciously, but when they come into um, our lives, we can choose how to not just respond to them, but but how to be empowered by them. Mm -hmm. So are there little tools or anything that you use as far as your transformation journey that helps with your shift or helps someone to do this, to create this shift? I know you said we're all whole perfect. I'll use the words whole perfect and complete as we are born that way. And Mm -hmm. we forget, and it's all a process of remembering. So you know, what are the, what, what is someone, what, what can someone do to, to really shift and remember that, remember who they are? Yeah, that's a great question. So oftentimes, you know, and you probably had the same experience, Rachel, is that this is going to be organic in many ways, you know, sure, we can try to be conscious and step toward that. But oftentimes it's going to come through chaos and us running away from who we are. And then, you know, let's say life tripping us and saying, hold on. Right. And so I'm not, you know, predicting anything bad, but 
oftentimes it's it's just the way that we tend to learn best through chaos and not saying it's the right way you know my mom also being a 12 stepper and and also a co-teacher of mine when we did start teaching intuitive skills together um would say i you know i'm trying to learn through wisdom and not experience you know so ideally we get to that point where we learn through wisdom rather than negative so-called experience but um that being said what I see is when someone starts to feel and experience a disconnect from who they are, or there's so much chaos in their life that they, you know, scratch their head and think, what is going on here? And they're reaching out for help. They'll often find some indicator that there's a deeper answer there, right? And so there has to be this willingness to say what's going on and what is my part as long as we stay in this place of and i don't like to use and throw around the word victimhood but as long as we're in that place of you know my husband did this to me right or my mom taught me this you know i'm creating my reality and i feel really guilty about it and she shouldn't have taught that to me right as long as we're in that kind of mode that life is happening to us and other people are doing these things to us we stay we remain stuck but if there's a willingness to say, what is my part? I'm just wondering, how am I contributing to this? And, and if there's that curiosity and that willingness and, and that openness to say, show me where I'm um, responsible in some way, then oftentimes our soul will point us back to these gems within us. So it's not, you know, we're often so afraid to see the darkness because it's like, yeah, we already know that. But instead, it'll show us something else um, as well. It'll, it'll kind of hand over the, let's say, the, the piece that we, is obvious to us. Like, yes, I know my life's falling apart, but maybe it'll show you. But also, you're a very sensitive being. And because you're a sensitive being, that's why your heart hurts. Or, you know, you did see this coming. Yes, you may have, you know, fallen into this trap, but you saw those signs and you chose to ignore them. So, you, so inside all that rubble, there will be some you know, sense of what your gifts are. Now, oftentimes that might come in happening to read a book that really resonates with you. It might come through a really good therapist or in a conversation with a friend or with a, a spiritual mentor of some kind. So I find that everybody's journey is different, but it has to start from that, that willingness to, um, to look for more, more than just superficial answers. Yeah. So it's, it's coming from that place of curiosity of, of how, what's my part? What, you know, what does that mean? Or, you know, what, what can I shift? And, you know, so like figuring out being open and curious, which I love. Um, but then you were saying, so looking for books or seeing a book or seeing, uh, a friend happens to say something or are, are there ways that are, are you saying to the, to the listeners like pray or what, how, how is it that they get in contact with that? All right. I know that my life is in chaos and then how do I make this shift? How do I, I, and I'm willing to say what's my part, but then who do I ask of that? Does that make yeah. sense? It does. And I, and I have to say that I wish there was one straightforward answer, you know, because <laughs> I would love to say, oh my gosh, all you have to do is pray to God and you're going to get your answers, you know, not necessarily. 
Um, okay. I think that it's a matter of, of that willingness and that perseverance. And when you are putting that effort forward, then things will, and people will show up. The, the, the books you need to read, the people you need to connect to, the classes you might need to take, the you know groups you might need to join. But I, I find that that search has to be in earnest. And what I will also say is oftentimes people will do that search at the beginning and then it'll hit some kind of trigger or trauma. And then they're going to go, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. And then they might go back to sleep or back off for a while, right? And that's absolutely their right. Um, but I, you know, I'm one of those, um, I'm one of those spiritual teachers that does not sugarcoat things. I don't sit there and go, oh yeah, because I lived it. I lived this whole belief that all I had to do was have positive thoughts and say affirmations and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And it was like, oh, really? and life showing me something different, right? And so it's it's not to say life has to be hard and that there aren't gonna be people who just kind of get the so-called secret and all things seem really good and everything comes together. In all honesty, we have all come in with our own um, sort of dharma, right? What What is it we're here to do? And I will say too, as much as, you know, yes, there may be lessons. I actually was taught that when we were a child, you know, that this is, you know, an earth, um, school and we're here for lessons. And in all honesty, if we are God, if we are all that is, we have all wisdom and there's nothing mm. to learn. It mm -hmm. is simply experience. And so by holding that, that picture, this kind of wider perspective with neutrality of simply experience, it opens us to more and also takes the hooks out of, of any kind of shame, like we're failing at school or we're not getting the lessons or something's wrong with us. Um, but it can also take away that, I don't know, this ego place that feels like we're getting things right, you know, as well. But, but I find working more from this compassionate, you know, self-compassionate neutrality, it's easier to navigate. Um, so I, I, I would love to say it's all, you know, you know, beautiful and simple because you will find those spiritual teachers who were, let's say, you know, fundamental Christians growing up and then suddenly they learned some kind of new age thing and then they found out how well it worked. And in what I've seen is that, yes, when you learn a new tool and it's in, a, let's say, the next vibrational experience of yours, it's going to work really well. And what will happen is oftentimes it'll stop working because the idea is that it's not meant, let's say, manifesting to be ego driven. It is mm. meant to be, to show you how powerful you are, but not to be a control freak to suddenly start navigating your life through your wants and desires, right? We're here to come from much more, um, I don't know, profound soul level beingness. And so in that way, we're going to get from life those types of experiences. And and I will also say that there's different um uh, soul um, ages, right? So, you know, I happen to be an ancient soul. And so oftentimes I find that really awake beings are just going to have a little bit of a harder time um, in the physical reality, not because they can't figure it out. It's because they're here to sort of clear a lot of really deep and old patterns for the collective and to kind of illuminate for those people sort of next level things. But the only way, not the only way, one way that makes them more believable is that they've actually had really hard life experiences, right? And so that's oftentimes um, part of why things are so hard to show and be in the mud with everybody else, but also 
it is transmutive power that that helps them um, sort of clear the patterning for and I'm not saying you know they're gurus or I'm saying that there's so many there are millions of us who are coming to the planet this time who are like here to really help co-create a whole new reality but that really does begin with the inner work right it's going to begin with that inner work of the searching and saying okay show me so I do have if you want Rachel um, uh, just 12 key absolutely um, components okay I'll share these with you I, I gave us a few years ago, well, many years ago, and, um, and, you know, just kind of laid these out. But um, the first piece is, you know, the, the acronym would be RISE, but I'm going to give you three R's, three I's, three S's, and three E's. So 12 key components to, to really alchemizing your, um, you know, unfulfilled potential and moving toward empowered, jo joyful living in your truth. So the first is, the first R is recognize your true self, you, you know, your source incarnated, an expression of love consciousness, you're an infinite soul having a human experience, you're inherently perfect and worthy, and you are gifted beyond measure. Mm. And of course, there can be, you know, you know, I won't go into the tools and the details, you know, behind that, but these are just the general pictures. This is like a general journey. Um, the next R is remember your, pur your purpose which is to evolve and to contribute to our greater shift, to be your authentic self, to live in joy, and to offer your gifts. And the third R is to renew your commitment. Let your life and your soul purpose inspire you. Say yes to who you are exactly as you are. Commit to your unfoldment and potential offerings. Trust your path and your divine guidance and transform obstacles that thwart your commitment. So that's that part I was saying that you might start on a path and go, ah, this is too scary. And so you have to renew that commitment. Now we're onto the eyes, instigate change. So you wanna try something new and inspiring. Be bold, but allow for baby steps. Focus on body, mind, and soul. So that might mean you know, um, doing a couple of practices that you love. Take soul supportive actions and step out of your comfort zone. And the next I is illuminate your intentions, clarify what you want, examine what you want to give and to receive, align with the purity of your heart, trust your intentions are supported, and focus on the values of your intentions. So what I want to say about illuminating your intentions specifically is this is different than manifesting what you want like you know we're trying to go beyond the material and into the heart of of what you're really here to bring and what it is you want to receive so it's that um, energy so i want to you know live in harmony with life and you know that's what i want to receive living in that ease and harmony in life and what i bring is um teaching people how to live in harmony with life, right? So it's that, it's that mm -hmm. you know, give and take kind of energy. Um, in another, I implement your intuition. And so this is, I think, a, a, a key element for people. It doesn't have to be, you know, new agey or weird or anything. It can be for anybody because we already are all inherently intuitive. So recognize what you already use, develop your intuitive gifts even more, learn to let them guide you, 
and place primary value on your intuitive senses. And what I will say to that is it's really about shifting away from only analytical being and thinking and into more fluid and trusting and recognizing that you have other guidances besides you know the five senses you recognize and remaining clarity so that would mean to avoid substances and and things that kind of block your clarity and it doesn't have to be you know you have to be clean and sober for the rest of your life or anything like that it's just in general you know whether it's other um things that kind of cloud that which leads us actually onto um, the first S, which is separate from old unsupportive patterns, including people and things and environments that are negative and non-resonant. Become aware of your so-called negative thoughts and feelings toward yourself. Examine patterns that keep you stuck and reduce intensity of the negative feelings towards yourself, others, and spaces. You know, so, so it's like when, when you start to like, again, kind of, you know, bringing up that idea of victimhood. It's like, if, if, if you're feeling bad all the time, it's like, you're just kind of, you know, spinning that stuckness. Seek support and surround self with community of like beings. Find mentors, people who really see and get and support you. Create sacred spaces wherever possible, especially in your home. Do inner healing work and make yourself a priority, becoming self-full. Third, the third S is show up and step out. You want to cultivate courage. Practice being your authentic self with those you trust. Sh start sharing your gifts publicly. Stay in alignment with who you are no matter the situation. Find ways to offer or practice sharing your gifts. And now we're on to the last three, which are the E's. Embody and empower. Recognize your own power. Become more conscious of all your choices. Adjust your actions, thoughts, and feelings that undermine your power. Continuously align with your source, which is our source of power, and empower others. And the other E is evolve consciously. Allow, grow, expand. Learn and lean in when inspired. Let go of knowing anything. Be clear, don't allow your light to be dimmed, and laugh often. And the final is enjoy life and being you. Welcome life with open arms, accept what is, including grief and so-called negative emotions. Make peace with change, pursue what makes your heart sing, and practice presence. So those are all really like complicated in, you know, simplistic laying it out, but these are just life, you know, um, experiences that we can move toward with consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love those. So if someone were to want to work with you, um, I think I wrote down veronicalee.tv is how yes. someone would get a hold of you. And then you can Obviously, you're an intuitive, so you work with them and see what's kind of going on. And then you could obviously work with them through these um, key components, because it sounds like you have a lot of other tools um, yes. to help people work through these steps. And um, sometimes I call things simple, but not easy. And exactly. this is simple, but not easy, but it could totally transform your life. Um, exactly. Clearly. Yeah. And what? Yes. A, go, go ahead. ahead. 
No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say what I, what I do specifically is, um, you know, I've been teaching for many years. I've been, you know, when all this went down, I, you know, kind of like, you know, again, I was in that therapist's office going, oh, my life's falling apart. And, you know, and, and I tell a funny story, which is, um, you know, I was trying to figure out which direction to go. And I'm like, you know, you've got MFT behind your name. All I've got is MOM. I mean, what am I going to do? Right. And, and she basically said, it doesn't really matter. It's really going to be just find something that resonates and just start doing it. And literally within six months of that, I did, you know, find something, something resonated and it happened to be, um, you know, accessing the Akashic records. And so I learned that and I um, literally went to a workshop and then another one, I flew out to Texas for it. And so from that first therapy appointment in February of 2005, where, you know, it was sort of like my life's falling apart by April, I was taking these workshops. And by October, I had my office and I still have the same office today, you know, almost 17 years later and, um, and have been doing readings and teaching intuitive skills. Uh, my mom and my husband have both since passed away. They passed away in 2003 within 10 days of each other. Mm. So not only have I been through, you know, hell and back, I kind of decided to go through hell and back again um, mm. for whatever reason. And they were my foundational people because, um, you know, I'd been with my husband over 30 years and my mom was my rock, you know, my only, I'm an only child. She was, you know, basically a single parent. And we taught intuitive skills classes together. I personally have not taught intuitive skills specifically since then, since she's passed away. Um, but I still am teaching um, Akashic Records. I'll be doing that. So whether it's through one-on-one -on -one readings or through mentoring, and I also do online programs, there are plenty of tools that I offer, tons of free articles. So on my website, under mm. the Discover um, heading, there is articles and writings and I write so many articles. So if there's anything anybody is even curious about in terms of spirituality, all they need to do is do a search and you'll find an article, I guarantee. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. You are clearly a gift to this planet for sure, Veronica. Um, and it's been really, um, wonderful to speak to you this morning. Well, today, because depending on when the listeners listen, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's been great. I, I'm so honored that you um, allowed me to, to interview you. And I'm glad to be here, Rachel, and you are too a gift. And I'm so excited that you're bringing this um, podcast to your listeners. Yeah, yeah. And again, if people want to get a hold of you, veronicalee.tv. And thank you so much and have a fabulous day. And, and here's to the raising of the planet. Absolutely. You have a great two, Rachel, a day too, Rachel, and I'll talk to you another time. All right. Thanks, Veronica. Bye-bye. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.